0: What is your mission? Your mission, our mission. GPC, mission, but really the mission of Christ's church, his bride, his family throughout his world. What is our mission? We must have a mission. We must know where we are to go whether it's a organization have to have a mission military they've got a mission a school gotta have a mission what is our mission in relationship to the broader family of Christ his church around us and throughout the world what's our mission Our initials, Greenwood Presbyterian Church, is GPC. I like that. Before I ever came, Uh, the mission of GPC is to guide people to Christ. G, guide, P, people, C, to Christ. That's a good mission. Here in Psalm 67, we have this mission expanded in the way of a prayer. When I say family, that's you of our GPC family, but you who are in other family, congregation, setting, community here around us and in other places. We're on a mission. What is our mission? This summary mission statement of Psalm 67 begins in Genesis... Throughout the Old Testament, it continues in Matthew and continues through Revelation. A mission said, stated in different ways. Our mission, I believe, as the family of Christ, as those who are Christians, those who have been birthed into the family, this is our mission, to know and make known the goodness of, And the power of Jesus Christ unto all nations. It is God's mission for us is to know his son. To know the goodness of Jesus Christ. The power of Jesus Christ. But not only that you know it, we know him, but we make him known to make him known it's not just us it's making him known his goodness and his power we must know Christ as both for he is good and he's most supreme sovereign power family Jesus Christ God could be good but not powerful There could be a God who is powerful, but not good. Satan is powerful. The devil is powerful. More powerful than we are in ourselves, but not more powerful than Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ is both good and he's powerful, and we're to know him and make him known to all the nations to one another to our neighbors and to our nations to the nations here in these this month of November we're looking at what we call selected psalms 150 psalms we can only pick 4 of which we're focusing upon this month of November last week we looked at that great psalm psalm 19 Today at Psalm 67. Listen, listen as the Holy Spirit and look at these words. Here's our mission. It's in the way of a prayer. The psalmist understood his mission. It began back in Genesis. He understands it. It will continue. So look at these words of this prayer, and let's pick out and see a summary of why we exist. This is the reason we're alive in this prayer, Psalm 67, this prayer. God, be gracious to us. Bless us. Make your face to shine upon us. We're wanting you. We want your favor. We want your blessing. We want you to smile upon us. But why? Why is he seeking the blessing of God, the grace of God? Remember grace. Grace is receiving God's goodness and power that we do not deserve. That's grace. Grace. Receiving the goodness of Christ, the power of Christ that we don't deserve. That's grace. So God, we're seeking your, your goodness. We're seeking your power. We're seeking your, your smile. We don't want you frowning. We don't want you displeased. We want your face. We want your smile. But for a purpose. Verse 2. That, here it is. Your way may be known on earth. Your saving power among all nations. Let the people praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Why should we seek the blessing of God? Why should we ask Him to treat us as we do not deserve? So that in knowing him, we make him known. To those around us and to the nations, the end of the earth is our mission to know him. What happens when we know him? Why does God want people to know him? Because in knowing Him, three things will occur. And it's all stated here. The first is when He is truly known and trusted and believed upon, He is praised. We'll see that. So that you're praised. God, come bless us. Make us a blessing. Not selfishly so that we are blessed in ourselves. But by having your blessing, then we bless others and you're praised. That's what he's saying. Folk, I'm guilty of asking for God's blessings in a very, very selfish way. Get in the car, going somewhere, pray. Okay, Lord, bless us. Why? Why? Because I want convenience. I want pleasure. Selfish. In our praying, we should say, God, yes, bless us so that others are blessed. That's what he's saying. That's the reason we're asking or whatever we are. Taking a test in school, business, marriage, parenting, finances. Why do we want God's blessing? according to the mission statement, so that others are blessed through us. Lord, that your praise, that your ways are known on earth. Secondly, look at it, verse 2, that your way may be known on earth. The way of Christ, the ways of the scriptures, the way of giving freedom to people. Your way known on earth, Lord, your saving power among all nations, among all peoples, the saving power is through Jesus Christ. He's the only way of being saved by a holy God who is jealous. God is jealous for worship. He'll not share his worship with another. We see in Scripture that God is a God of fierce anger. His fierce anger against sin. And he must punish it. And the good news is Jesus Christ is willing and able to take the punishment we deserve upon himself. To save us from ourselves. To save us from our sin. To make us adopted sons and daughters. But look at where the mission takes us. It's beyond and outside of ourself. The latest statistics I see as we see his saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O oh God. Let all the peoples praise you. The latest statistics that I see is this world. 7 point, almost 7.7 billion people. Just under 7.7 billion with a B. 7.7 billion are to know of Christ. How many nations... How many nations? Approximately 200 nations and territories exist in the world. There are different ways to count. The United Nations tell us there's approximately 195. There's some that say over 200, so I'm summarizing it. There's 200 nations and territories in this world. And Jesus says, that's your mission field. Neighbors, boys and girls... Out there. So go to Springfield Elementary. Have good news clubs there. Go to the senior citizens at Bayberry. Go to the colleges and universities like Erskine and Lander and Piedmont Tech. Go to the university and colleges throughout the world. Go to the nations. 200 nations. 7.7 billion people. Languages, languages, languages. We're told there are 7,000 different languages and dialects today. 7,000 approximately languages and dialects known on the world. Only 2,500 have some. Of the Bible in their language. Not all of the Bible, but portions, at least portions of the Bible. 2,500, 2,500 out of 7,000 languages and dialects. What's our mission? What's our mission? To know Christ. His goodness and his power to know him and make him known to all the nations, to all the peoples. Family, it's not just here in Psalm sixty-seven that we see this mission statement. Go back to Numbers six twenty four. Numbers six twenty-four. Numbers way back in the beginning where God said to Aaron, now Aaron, Moses, you say to Aaron, that Aaron will say to his sons, the priest, this is the way you're to pray. This is your mission statement. Here's your mission. What is it from number 6, 24 through 26? Here's the prayer. Here's the mission. You may hear it at the conclusion of Services. It's called the benediction. This is what you're to pray. This is what you're to do. This is your mission statement, number 624. The Lord do what? Bless you. God's blessings on you. God's keeping you, protecting you, preserving you, not letting you spoil and rot. Keeping you. The Lord make his Face. Make his face shine upon you with joy, with delight, with such pleasure. And be gracious. Oh, be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Peace, peace. We're all wanting and needing peace. We make decisions every day. Will this particular action, this behavior, will it bring peace? Will it bring comfort? Will it bring joy? We want peace. God created us to want peace. nations go to war why to see peace established in nations people take their own lives why desperate for peace God made us to seek peace This peace is provided in Jesus Christ who will save, who will protect, who will provide. It began back in Genesis, number 624. But look, let's go even farther back. Go back to Genesis 12. Genesis 12. This is where the psalmist in Psalm 67, certainly he remembers that prayer by Moses. Moses? Tell Aaron, Aaron, tell your sons, this is what you're to do. You're to bless the people. But go back to Genesis 12, Genesis 12, 2 and 3, where God came to Abram Abram, I'm going to make you into a great nation. You don't have any children now, but one day you will. That child will have children and children and children and children and children. I'm gonna make into you a great nation of people. I'm gonna bless you, and I'm gonna make your name great so that you will be a blessing. Why does God bless us? So that we can bless others, that you'll be a blessing. Verse 3, I'm going to bless those who bless you. Those who bless you, I'm going to bless, but those who dishonor you, I'm going to curse. God pronouncing his curse upon those who fail to bless his people. Abram, in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed through the one to come, Jesus Christ. The only way, the only truth, the only way, truth in life. I like what Dr. John Piper says. Why mission? Why missions? Why this mission statement to know and make known the goodness and power of Jesus Christ to all nations? Why missions? Because worship doesn't. I like that. Why missions? Why do we exist? Why do we have our mission to neighbors and nations? also like this statement. Again, our mission, look at it again, to know and make known the goodness and power of Jesus Christ unto all nations so that, here it is, so that all people will praise Christ, will experience joy with Christ, and will reverence and respect Christ above all other passions. Why? Why has God given us this mission? To know his goodness and power so that others will praise him and experience joy in him and reverence and respect him. Look at this statement again, another statement by Dr. Piper who said, missions exist because worship doesn't. I like this summary. Listen, God is jealous. He's jealous to be known, praised, enjoyed, and feared. Gives him great pleasure. Gives him great joy. When he is praised. When he is our joy. When we give him that fear that he deserves. What is this fear? It's a reverence. It's a respect that he demands and deserves. He's jealous for that. But. The word I add when people are ignorant of him, disrespectful to him, bored around him, unduly casual in his presence. He is not pleased. He's not pleased. The New Testament calls it grieving and quenching the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit grieved. The Holy Spirit saddened. He's grieving. He's sad. He's quenched. When what? When we're ignorant of Him and are not pursuing Him. Not wanting to know Him. When we're disrespectful of Him. When we're disrespectful of his name. Family, the very first request Jesus says we're to make in the prayer that we call the Lord's Prayer. When Jesus was asked, to teach us to pray, when Jesus said, okay, this is the way you're to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. God is jealous that His name is honored, that His name is respected, that His name is held in reverence. Hallowed be Your name. Pray like that daily. God, expand, enlarge, search reverence for Your name because Your name represents all that You are. God's name represents all that He is. Hallowed be Your name. Pray that we do not disrespect Him. That we're not bored with Him. Bored with God. Or come unduly casual into His presence. When God awakens us to this, That is what is called a revival, a renewal, a Holy Spirit awakening where He so captures our hearts and our minds and our behavior and our life. Lord, we want to hallow Your name. We want to respect You as much as possible. We want to praise You. We want to find our joy in You. Not anywhere else. How? How can we apply this? I believe there's at least three ways. The first is praying. Praying like the psalmist prayed in Psalm 67, making this kind of prayer our prayer. It can be these words or something like them. But pray that this mission, it can be stated in many wonderful biblical ways, but somehow encompass this. God, please be gracious. Please come treat us as we do not deserve. Come and treat us as we do not deserve. Treat us with your goodness and your power so that we're blessed by you and blessed by you. We're blessed to those around us. At school, that you're a blessing. At work, in your community, to your neighbors, they know you. You're, You're a blessing to them. They may not understand why you're so different. But somehow God will use you as a blessing because He's blessed you. And to the nations of the world, the 200 nations, the 7.7 billion, 2,500 with some... Scripture, but it's through prayer. Pray like this. Secondly, through generous, joy-filled financial giving. We see that in Acts 20.35. Acts 20.35. Acts 20.35, where we're told these words in Acts 20.35. Remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Remember the words of Christ. Believe the words of Christ. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Meaning there's greater joy in giving than receiving. How are you doing? How's your joy? How's your joy? Don't miss the joy. Because you're keeping back that which is His. Malachi calls it stealing, it's trying to steal from God. Bring the tithe, bring the offerings, experience the greatest joy in giving that surpasses the gift of receiving. And then, thirdly and lastly, okay, how do we apply this mission statement? of knowing the goodness and power of Christ to all peoples through praying like this, giving financially your tithe, your offering for His praise, your joy. But thirdly and lastly, through a personal willingness to go to the neighbor's To go to the children, to go to the nations. In whatever way He equips and calls you, in whatever way He equips you and calls you, you say, Here we are, Lord. Send us to those around us and to the nations. Are you willing? Are you willing? Scared, probably, frightened, uncertain. But are you willing? Lord, take me to the nations. Take me to the neighbors. Retired folk, middle-aged, young families, students. Are you willing? Here we are, Lord. Here we are. Take us for this adventure of your mission. The adventure of your mission. Are you willing? Here we are, Lord. Take us. Use us. So how do we apply this? Our mission, what is our mission? To know and make known the goodness, the power of Jesus Christ to all nations. It's our mission. How do we do it? Through our praying, through our finances, joy filled. Glad, thankful for the privilege and a willingness to go. A willingness, a willingness to go to the child, to go to the students, to go to the nations. Are you willing? Let's pray. Before I lead us in prayer, I encourage you to speak individually, quietly with our Lord, thanking Him for Christ. If you're in His family, thanking Him for adopting you and birthing you into His family. And say, Here, Lord, use me, use us. If you're not yet His, ask Him to save you. Ask Him to bring you into the family. To forgive you of your sin. To receive you. Father, thank you for the privilege to know you, to make you known, to know our mission of your goodness and your power to all nations and to those closest to us, our neighbors. Take us, use us as individuals, as families, as a community, our church family, and our relationship to the bride of your son throughout the world, that your praise, that your people have their joy in Christ with a holy, healthy fear. The greatest respect, deepest reverence possible through Jesus Christ. Amen.